Seems weird too that they like designed a jacket with like awesome ass insides and like crappy ass outside. <laughs> Means you have to wash it half as often. Yeah. What? Why? What do you? Because you you wear it on the out, you wear it the right way around, yeah. and then it gets dirty, and you just flip it around. Oh, good to like, go. Like underwear. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Except underwear, you can just keep doing that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's a life hack. <laughs> yeah. You wash your underwear? That's weird. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Front Seat Gamer episode 32. I'm Nick. I'm here with Severn. Hey, Nick. I'm Blake. What's up? And two guests this week, Paula Yo. and Eli from... Hello. From Ninja Kiwi. <laughs> Correct. From Hello. No. I had to introduce uh, myself. Doing? From Hello Games. <laughs> Ninja Kiwi, that's right. Yeah, cool. Uh, and uh, they're, they're our first non-Grinding Your Games guests. That's right. Some really? Some members, yeah. yeah. Wow, you guys are slack. Yeah. <laughs> so, some some members of the podcast have friends outside of grinding your games. Mommy. Um, how you guys doing? Good, yeah. Good, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So ordinarily we start the podcast off by talking about what we've been playing. Uh I've been playing Firewatch, which I've been actually finished it this weekend. Awesome. Last um, weekend. I played it completed it, enjoyed yeah. the shit out of it. We should talk about that in yeah, a later yeah. episode. I, I played that as well. Yeah. yeah. What have you guys been playing? I play Hearthstone. Hearthstone? Yeah. Nice. Okay. And that's like all I play. I talk about Hearthstone too much on this podcast. So That's good. We'll have a lot to talk yeah. about. <laughs> do you, uh, what do you think of the, the new format change they've announced? It's cool. It needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really sucks because I had a lot of really good GVG cards, yep. Nexaramus. And they're all just going down the toilet. Like, we, everyone knows that no one's going to play wild mode anymore. Like, right. let's be honest. They're keeping it there to keep us happy, but... I'd say know. there's going to be a dedicated set of wild exclusive players. And these are the people who put in, like, $1,000 in, like, the first couple of sets. Yeah. And they've bought all the cards. They've got all the cards they want. They've got insane decks. And they do not want to lose that. Yeah, and they've I got all the gold cards, all the pretty yeah. animations. They'll be looking cool forward money. to like the three turn kills in like a couple years. Yeah, like when they eventually print cards that are going to make just infinite combos. Exactly. Like, yeah, turn two or three kills. There's already a couple infinite combos possible. I think um, Antonidas. This is getting real mm-hmm. nerdy. Antonidas <laughs> with uh, with a couple of those like or um, those mono reducing. Was um, it a spell or something rather? Uh, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, I think. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, you get four of those down. You can do infinite fireballs. Yeah, you need her with either Duplicate or yep. Echo of Medivh. Yep, that's right. And she needs to survive. Blake is, is shaking his head. <laughs> and you need Antonite. Shaking his head in amazement. <laughs> then you need Antonidas it. down and you need to have at least one spell and you have to have all the mana. But after that, you are happy as a chappy. That's right. Just infinite fireballs. And then your turn usually runs out before you kill them. Right. If you're trying to like... You can, you know. But you can kill every one of their creatures <laughs> as many times as you want before yeah. that runs out. Are you talking about the hero ability fi- fireball, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. This the guy worst play. play. 
<laughs> no, I'm legitimately asking. <laughs> Why um, are you talking about like a so spell? So there's a creature that lowers the mana cost of spells by one. Oh, and you okay. Can get four yeah. of those out, and Archmage Antonis. When you cast a spell, you get a fireball. A fireball costs four mana. So okay. if you draw four out, they become free. And every time you cast a fireball, you get a fireball. Right. Okay. Now I get you. So you can cast an now on page. One of the few infinite combos. Yeah. Hearthstone. I think there's a couple of this, but I don't really. Remember. The other one I really love is, um, it's like that succubus character on Warlock that every mm-hmm. time, not succubus herself. I forget the name. Oh, but every time Mistress she, of Pain, the one Mistress that heals of Pain, you. Every yes. time she takes damage, it heals you. Uh huh. But if you've got that priest card in play, Arcanai Soul Priest. Yes. Um, all healing is converted to damage. Yes. So So she deals she, damage and then She deals damage and then she tries to heal you, then deals more damage, and right. you just eventually die in like one one go. That's, That's right. really hilarious. Yeah. It's that is <laughs> that is a one turn kill yourself. Yeah. 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 Not not the best strategy. How about yourself, Paul? Um, recently, uh, I've been playing the 2013 Tomb Raider. Because oh, hey. Okay, we, yeah. were, ta- we were talking <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're um, just in time, because a couple of members here have been playing that. Yeah, What'd I realized, um, well, I bought it on Steam ages ago, but um, I realized I hadn't actually played it, so I was like, it's, it's mm-hmm. time. Um, man, she gets beaten up <laughs> yeah. so badly. Um, like, in the first, like, five minutes, she, like, falls onto, like, that spear thing and then oh is that in the river or oh um, right at the start right okay. like right, right at the right, very right, start right. she like falls through that thing yes. that stabs her in the side and then she's right like, through her, like inside yeah and she falls like six stories down as well yeah and then she just basically it's about falling and like having severe injuries yeah. that heal in a minute you're like oh i'm gonna have a nap oh i'm better like in well, that in that first in that first part too is like the most quick time events where she just die quite brutally as yeah. well yeah oh my goodness yeah some like of the them the first five minutes it's just like you're, you're gonna die a lot yeah. probably yeah I remember uh, when that came out and Conan O'Brien has this series on YouTube called or I guess possibly on his show as well called uh, Lazy Gamer no 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 something something Clueless Gamer, gamer. Clueless Gamer yeah. thank you and um, and there there's a sequence where Laura is flying down a river and there's just for whatever reason just spikes in the river because why not um and she gets skewered through the neck over and over and over again it's endless if you just put the controller down it's just this endless loop of horrifying gore oh because it just restarts you at the top of the river (laughs) (laughs) it's real bad are you far through with that game um no i actually only started it a few days ago but um I mean, yeah, some, like you're saying, some of the quick time events, like, you're like, yeah. well, there goes my head that's been blasted off. You're like, oh, that's, <laughs> this is chirpy. How do you find those quick time events as well? Because, um, like, for me, like, there's like this this sort of like slow build up, or it's like, it's an intense sort of um, scene that's happening. Mm. And then you have a quick time event. And if you die, you have to like redo it. Yeah. And it kind of like just Breaks stops the, the, whole, the momentum. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree completely. And especially because I, um, we were having some uh, some trouble with the controller. We were trying to use a um, PS3 controller on my computer, and it's just a real pain to set that up. So in the end, um, I was just using the keyboard, and oh, right. for atmospheric purposes, I turned off all the lights in my room, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I couldn't see which runs. It's oh, like no. E, F, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like smashing it. Uh, yeah, and he's I, just I, on the I, keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was playing it on keyboard as well, and that was. It'll be just normal gameplay mm. for 
30 minutes or something. Yep. And then you go onto a quick time scene and you're like, what if? What the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got to press, like. Just random buttons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It goes into typing tutor mode. It's just it's, there was, it's not there a good was, game. There was something I noticed um, after playing for a while that certain quick time events uh, only, uh, you only ever have to push the same button. Mm-hmm. So if it's like a combat thing, uh, I'm playing on Xbox controller, so it's always Y. Right. And if it's like a climbing thing, it's always X. Oh. So at least when a quick time event flashes up, you have an idea of what you're actually pressing. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. at, at the start, I was just like, oh, shit, which button is it going to be? And mm. then I'll die over and over yeah. and over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It didn't help you that you thought you had to click the button when the circle got right to the center. Oh, I was in, like, in the red? I was, no, like, I was like, waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh, no. like, My throat's no, that in torment. little now. circle in the center means you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and because I accidentally selected hard mode as well for the first <laughs> mm. turn. But no, it's... it's but man, does she man. own wolves with that crossbow? Paula is like insanely good. Nice. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the wolf's the, like two or three oh. running at her at once. She's like... Oh, wow. <laughs> and all the wolves are like... Oh man! I just got I got angry I like, at all the quick time events. I do not want to play you at FPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're playing with a mouse, so it'll be like yeah. aiming is like quite easy. I had to yeah. I had to turn yeah. my difficulty down to the easiest because I couldn't aim properly. Oh, and yeah. what it does is I I still get like killed every once in a while. But what mm-hmm. it does like if I jump out of cover, it'll auto aim for a little while. Oh. So I've got some time to like oh. shoot guys. Yeah. So quick time events, why do they exist? Because when I when I play a game with quick time events. It just seems like okay, you're 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 watching a nice cutscene, you're enjoying the cinematic nature of it, the and then suddenly down. yeah, you put the controller <laughs> down, and it's like quick now you're involved. Oh, you're not yeah. involved anymore. Or I think <laughs> you're dead. Just it's I just think- like a, you 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 scramble, you press a button. It's minimal interaction. I feel like it's only to keep you vaguely attached to what's going on. But I feel less invested when I when I get hit by quick time events because now I'm not actually enjoying the cinematic mm. nature of the scene. So my question is, do do they add anything for you guys? I think so. I think um, I used to play the God of War once, and mm-hmm. you fight the huge bosses, and the whole thing is right. just one one sequence of quick, quick time. time yeah, and like when you nail each one of those things perfectly, and you just wreck that boss, and he sure. falls over dead, and he's like, you know, a hundred stories high. Like, it just feels really satisfying than if you were just to sit there and watch it. Do you know sure. What I mean? I but guess- on the other hand, you could be fighting the boss with the actual combat. That's true. But it's quite <laughs> yeah, hard to fight a 100-story boss and have it feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, those God of War bosses knees. are like... Yeah. The animations you're doing, you can't do... Right. right. But that's, it's, that's, it's a unique thing. I think God of War is probably the best execution of the quick time event because I'd, they wait, do wait, have... I'd counter and say Heavy Rain would be my best example for quick time events okay. in a video game. Because, sure. yeah, it has... You these, like it when you have to, like lower the controller to like sit down on a sofa and then raise it up to stand up <laughs> well, that's, well, let's that's, try that's the future is the motion the minor motion controls for everyday activities screw you nick <laughs> <laughs> sorry it just seemed just like they, they had some cool quick time events as well but they had some really really silly unnecessary ones that are just but it's just the whole thing of like trying to get a game to work with the controller like sure. trying to get these moments to happen with mm-hmm. buttons yeah Mm. I think the only time it falls apart is when the failure is too harsh. That's the problem with quick time events is either you, yeah. you fulfill them or you fail. Well, right? yeah, there is no but, no give or take there. Yeah, but it, like 
okay, Wolf Among Us, for example. Yep. If you fa- that, that game is heavily quick time events. If you fail a quick time event, you just go on to the next one, but it's a different quick time event than what you would have gotten if you'd mm. won. Okay. So it's sort of like you have some um, leniency to to like get through the encounter sure. even though you've failed a few quick time events along the way. So that's a good example of a game where quick time events are are maybe a, uh, a a clever way to get the player involved because that's a game that doesn't have a lot of other gameplay, right? No, it's 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 dialogue and quick time events. Right. So that's that's an example of, you know, you're now in you cuz there are story parts you're invested in and then there are action sequences where due to the nature of the game, you can't really force the player to be amazing with reflexes or whatever, mm. right? Because it's more a story-driven game. Yeah. And you really want them to know the story. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and and stuff like that in in the Tomb Raider would be quite cool. Like, if you did fail your first time right. event, because you weren't expecting it, and then you mm. have a chance to, so yeah, or a couple of chances to, I like that implementation. To, to get back, then it's fine. Yeah. It's great. So it doesn't kill you straight away. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's not just like a pass or fail. It's a it's a pass or like a B minus. Trying to fail a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's great. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a gradient of failure there. <laughs> so, uh, what did you think of the puzzles in Tomb Raider? Um, because there have been some contentious words between Severn and, and Blake. I think we're on the same page, though. Well, you right. you despised the puzzles. Blake just kind of didn't like them. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I just it's not that I didn't like them, I just didn't think anything of them. Right. I, they, they were just like I didn't feel like yeah, I solved that puzzle. Uh-huh. I just sort of felt like I figured out what they wanted me to do. Yeah, yeah. you found the mechanic and yeah. then you, you play with it until it worked. Yeah, that's very much how I felt as well. Like especially if you like pressing Q, I'm not sure what it is on Xbox, but um it lights up everything and it's like it's like it shows you it's like this is all the things <laughs> you, you need. You, you <laughs> yeah, <the game>. yeah. <laughs> it's like called like your survivor skills or something like that. Oh no, yeah, yes, I, yeah, okay, yeah. I did know that. Yeah, yeah. So it lights up all the important things basically. Yeah. And it's um I sort of don't want to use that cuz I'm like it sort of feels like cheating, but even without mm, using really that does. it's like everything's really signposted. Right. I find um with all the white ropes. And, yeah, and, and the yeah. white like bits of things you need to jump off yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of um, sort of you start doing it before you know why you're doing it. You're sort of like, right, I'll pull this here and da da da, light this thing, sort of because yeah. there's only a few things sort of you can interact with. Um, and you've solved the puzzle, and you go, oh, I solved the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Mm. How uh, are you liking the story? Because Severn had issues. It's, you, you've got to play through it and, yeah, and then yeah. tell me it's garbage <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad <laughs> well you've got very specific tastes Severin. dude uh, we, we've got to talk about Firewatch okay yeah yes Do, have you guys played Firewatch uh, no, no. Do no. You, have you followed Firewatch at yes all? Is this yeah. a game you guys were interested in yes yeah. okay then we, we shouldn't I know it. nothing about it oh, well that's probably the best yeah. way to approach it actually okay <laughs> um, it's not a, it's not expensive on it's like 20 bucks on steam or something like is that is it brand new like yeah, it yeah. Came out like the thing week. is it's yeah. it's just a really good solid mm. game i my friend didn't tell me the ending but he said that he really didn't like the ending at all he thought yes. that yeah. the game was like excellent excellent and then trash basically is what he I thought think, well, like, by the ending yeah but I'm, I, I I'm don't sort know. of like this is tough to talk about because it's about the ending yeah yeah but i really yeah. like the ending and yeah, I can't really say why. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I he didn't, he didn't I don't, I don't want to spoil anything. I thought it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
All right, so let's let's explain what, where what, you guys are. Oh, sorry. What go kind ahead. of game is it? Like, uh, tell me. It's a story-driven first-person adventure game. Think Gone uh-huh. Home, along those lines. Mm. It's yeah. it's much okay, more structured yeah. though. <clears throat> right. Um, so you guys are from Ninja Kiwi. You both work there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me some background here. Where, when did you guys start working there? Ooh, what year was it? Um, also, I should probably say. 2012 what? for me. Okay. April, April 2012, I think. Uh-huh. So about three and a half years. Nice. Okay. Um, and um, I should give some framework for listeners. Uh, Ninja Kiwi, their biggest games are Bloons and Bloons Tower Defense. The, the Bloons series, that's the one with the monkey and the darts. Yeah, um, the, the Bloon series and the Sass series, I would say, mm-hmm. are like the biggest two. Yeah, there's yeah. That, there's not really... Those are about the ones we're most yeah. well-known for, I'd say. Those I are have definitely the, the biggest. Definitely wasted like, hours of my life on Bloons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hours yeah, me and too. hours. <laughs> yeah. The game has some serious addictiveness going on. <laughs> um, how about yourself? When did you... Um, I started... It'll be two years in August on July, August, that I've been at Ninja mm-hmm. Kiwi. Um, yeah. And well, what do you two do? What are, what are your roles? I'm a programmer. Okay. Um, this is actually the first time, we, other than Jonathan, we've had a programmer on the podcast. Programmers <laughs> represent. Which is, <laughs> which is kind of insane. Yeah, you're in Wait, good company fun, then, like, you're <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, uh, Eli used to work at Grinding Gear. That's true, yeah, yes. Yeah. He, did? he uh, did the early UI stuff. Before it was revamped. <laughs> well, I hear some Sorry. of my code's still in there because it was so awesome. <laughs> I've heard, bar I've and heard that no, too. I don't know about that. You know <laughs> the mana bar and the health bar in the game? The only reason that fills up and decreases is because of me. Everyone listening? Nice. That's because That's of me. That's right. So send famous. And if you look really close, tell us how much Eli's you like the rising and falling motion of the life bar. Still in the corner you, of the mana bar. You can see bar. a reflection of Eli's yeah. face in those walls <laughs> there. program in there. Um... And I'm a 3D artist. Yeah, 3D artist. Yeah. <laughs> We've had enough of those. Easy job. Thank you very much. No, um, <laughs> we, do we have programming questions? We, we always filter them out because we never have programmers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we might have. I'll the, have a quick the problem one. is they would have been, well, they are very Path of Exile related. Oh, snap. We actually have a question, although it, we don't have, is this from a user? There's a question specific to Ninja Kiwi. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so we also asked in the Ninja Kiwi forums for questions for this podcast. What? Yeah. No one told me. <laughs> hey, Ninja Kiwi forums, how are you doing? Um, you can email us how you're doing at frenziequestions at gmail.com. Nice. Just tell us how you're doing. Um, so w- w- if you don't mind, we've got some questions that we'd like to ask. Right. Yeah. Ask Paula first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Paula, what's your favorite game? Oh... I'm so indecisive with games. Um, I think one of my favorite games, I really, really enjoyed Journey, even though that's quite an old game now. Mm-hmm. There's just something that really, like, I don't know if it's the emotional connection or anything like that. But I played was, the oh, crap out of that game. Oh, my gosh. It's just awesome. The did soundtrack. you get the white robe? Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. did. Um, I didn't think there was too much to play the crap out of. Oh, yeah. like, it's like four hours long, right? And then you're done. It's beautiful. There, there were trophies. Yeah. There were trophies. So, so Severn played five hours of it then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably... But then I've got like the old classics and stuff like Crash Bandicoot. And mm. All those oh, ones oh, that yeah. have a very special special place. Was that the... That's my spin that's, sound. That was, yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Love it. Love it. He eats the fruit. Uh-huh. I'm there. It feels like I'm playing right now. 
Uh, how about yourself? What have you? What's your, what's your favorite game? <clears throat> favorite game of all time, and this is pretty hard to put down because there's so many good games over the years. Mm. But it would have to be Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that game. It came out right when I was sort of a young teenager, so my imagination was still like wild and crazy. Right. And you know, you get past the graphics because they were the best at the time, and the story is just amazing. And this. The characters and just materia. The whole materia system is really the materia good. Materia system, which Grinding Gear stole. Grinding Gear adapted. No lawsuit, please. Uh, I'm sorry. The correct answer was Day of the Tentacle. So. <laughs> uh, Are you excited for the remake? I am, and I'm not. Like, I just know somehow they're going to screw it up. And it's just like all my childhood memories of this great game are just going to be destroyed. I'm just going to be this miserable mess. Have you, have you played it? Horrible, angry old man. <laughs> have you played it in the last day? Um, you'd be like, this isn't my Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Yeah. Have you played it in the last few years? When was the last time you played it? I replayed it again about four or five years ago. Okay. So quite a while. It, when you it came out it? on Steam, I think, maybe? Yeah, would it, that was around then, yeah. Yeah. Uh did it stand up? Yeah, the the graphics were a lot worse than I yeah. remember. But that's the thing. I I remember yeah. I played that probably around the same time. Not on this. On, maybe in Steam. Um, and I was like, oh man, this is a pain in the ass to, <laughs> to use. And I, I played. I first played on PC, and the controls on PC were miserable to the point where I think in order to name your character, you had to press the insert button on your keyboard what? to get past the naming screen, which oh is the gosh. first point at which a, cl- a player has control. Wow. So I, I remember we loaded the game, we started playing, we got to the name screen, we put in the name, and then we couldn't figure out how to get out of the name screen. And oh. you, you had to press oh, the insert button just to get past. And because I think it just says, press the accept key. And we're like, it just happened to be insert yeah and and it, like the default controls in that game were were miserable um but after you sort of fix it up it was decent maybe in japan the insert key is the accept key oh my god blowing my mind right well, now. Yeah. if you're in japan and you have a keyboard in front of you email us for- <laughs> no, yeah. um, uh the the remake i'm actually pretty excited for just because i don't think that probably seven holds up very well dude i think they did a good job with the movie the, the, so, just with that property oh man so, so i yes. feel like you mean advent children or the yeah. or the spirits within no no yes yeah, was that even connected no, like the spirits no, really not. no not at all. yeah mm. um yeah with advent children of course yeah yeah it was it was just an action movie though right like nothing really happened like oh, but if you're a 3d guy you, you you were on the edgy seat. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> Am I right, Paula? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was just like, where's the story? This is just a bunch of fights happening, and now, oh, the movie's over. Oh, dear. Yeah, that, that, like, is, a, that is a movie <laughs> that suffers if you don't know yeah. the story of Final Fantasy VII. You sit yeah. there and go, I don't care about any of this. <laughs> I have no emotional involvement. The main thing I remember from that movie was that they had a fight in the church, and then when the fight was over, somebody got a phone call, and it was the the, the battle music from when you <laughs> won a fight oh, yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a great. That, that movie's a lot of fancy. Yeah, it was fancy. the first game for me. I think could be a three-part trilogy done mm-hmm. by Peter Jackson movie series. Peter Jackson, bring the, it on! Then they're just gonna put filler in there, <laughs> and it's gonna get too long. Each episode, each movie's gonna be four hours. I don't know. Think about it though. The Midgar, the whole like yeah. 
we could break it down to the game CDs from the PlayStation yeah, one. True. The first yeah. CD is all of Midgar. Uh-huh. It'll be the very first movie. Yep. The second one, you're like out in the world for the first time. You yep. fight that huge snake. You know, you're like following you. Go to all the different continents. Here's where it falls apart, though. Third disc is basically just the boss battle. Yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that, Peter, Jackson that. Peter Jackson can make The Hobbit into three movies. He can make... Yeah, I mean, he can make you're just describing having children at that point, and that's <laughs> well, just the boss battle. What was the last Hobbit movie? That was a giant <laughs> boss battle. Boss battle. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right. Okay. He could do it. Yeah. All right. um, I think they are splitting the remake into three like episodes, aren't they? I thought. Are they? Yeah. Really? I haven't I followed it at all. That like one would come out and then a little while later the next one and then the next one. And you can buy like a really milking it season pass type thing. Oh boy, can't wait for that $120. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm sad. (laughs) You made me sad. I must admit they did a very good job on the video for the remake. Mm. Like the characters are perfect. The the scene is perfect. It looks like Midgar as I saw it in my imagination as like a 13 year old. Mm -hmm. I was like, this could be really cool. Let's hope they don't fuck it up. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Screw it up. They'll probably lump some new system in there. Oh, if they change the system, that would. <sighs> oh, you mean microtransactions? No, yeah. no, no, no. that's a fighting system. <laughs> I'm actually thinking microtransactions. Yeah, I do. I, I, if I they ditch they the materia man. and like you have to uh, pay for. Materia transactions. Mana is not just energy. Too. It's all energy oh. based. <laughs> you can cast your spell in one hour. Sweet. <laughs> Come back well, the next day. Turn-based fighting, so it works. <laughs> uh, is that like the... Did Did you guys cover the Dungeon Keeper? No, but uh, I had I, I saw a little bit of that going on. That the, that sounds miserable. Just the huge anticipation for this game that yeah. came out in the late 90s that just everybody loved. Then they finally remade it and everyone right. was like so excited. And it turned out to be one of those kind of games where it's just like... You can perform five oh, you, actions. You've and... built a house. Come mm-hmm. back tomorrow and see it completed. Then you can build two more villages, but next week... Or you can pay a little bit extra and have it done right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't oh, think people were very happy. shocking. Wasn't there, like... Was there a lawsuit with against EA about that? Or, like, false what advertising they sue or something? Against, like, you screwed th- up a game? Like, I'm taking you to court. Yeah. I don't know what for, but you need to go oh, to jail. <laughs> no, no, it was about... Um, I think it was about claiming it was free to play because um, they argued... It is actually not free to play. Like you can't actually like. There's oh, there's a point there at which you can progress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I think oh, I think there cool. was a big. Um, there have been a few EA lawsuits around free to play stuff. Um, can we bag on EA or is that not advised? Um, Who <laughs> can? Does I'm EA support hired you guys in any so. <laughs> We don't have any sponsors. <laughs> I just want to say that they've bought a lot of my favorite companies over the years, mm-hmm. and every sort of game that those companies made has just been like absolutely destroyed right um command and conquer series was one of them yep i remember reading about that yeah recently they they bought basically they bought westwood studios and then forced them to put tiberian sun out way before it was ready and all the people in westwood studios started leaving the last guy who is still part of the original westwood studios like studio left about two years after the studio was bought at which point, Westwood Studios still existed with none of the original staff. Uh-huh. Wow. Mm. Yeah. They had a... Um, they were in the works of making um, a new, like, Generals-type game, I think. 
Yeah. Because um, a mate of mine got into like the beta of it, and then a week later, that whole thing was like shut down. Yeah, they just scrapped the whole thing, and then they put that game together with a bunch of other stuff they'd been working on, and re- just released it as this giant like <laughs> free world, like do whatever you want. Here's our code base. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we've got some questions from the Ninja Kiwi forums. Uh, you guys read the forums much? Will you recognize any of these names? I used oh. to I used to hugely be involved with the forums uh-huh. um, when I first started, but I don't know if I just got too much work or what happened, but I sort of fell out from it. And yeah, it's really kind of sad because when we got that post on the other day about this podcast here, I was like, oh man, we should really get back and get involved with the community again so and then cool. you just totally didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh no there is one shout out um from the forums um uh-huh. train feeb oh nailed it yep train so, so i have shout that in, to you. Fr- in front of my oh nice right there now. we are a question from train feeb what is their bio give me a shout out as well oh so shout out to train feeb why do we train Cheers, bro. there you go train feeb <laughs> we shouted you out so what's your what's your bio you want to uh, what, let's say, where were you guys before Ninja Kiwi? Um, I was studying at, um, I was at freelance animation school mm-hmm. and I was halfway through my second year and the position of junior artist came up and I figured that was what I was training to do. So I left and I managed to get the job at Ninja Kiwi and then, yeah, the rest has been nice. History. It's always good when you get a job straight out of school. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Me, um, I worked at KFC. Nice, yeah. Made chicken. Fried chicken. Good times. Uh-huh. Used to bring buckets home for, for the parties oh. and the families. <laughs> Crispy strips. I was like Ash everybody's potato. favorite for all of 10 minutes. Good I times. Worked, I worked at, uh, <laughs> at, at the the Yum Restaurants call center in Australia. So I'm, I'm very familiar with the KFC oh. merch. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, I went and studied at MIT. Not the famous, awesome <laughs> right. American one that's the like... MIT Junior? Yeah, like the one here in New Zealand that's not great. <laughs> okay. I think it's Manukau Institute of Technology. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Right. It stands for Manukau Institute of Technology. But on your resume, it says, study yeah, at MIT. So that's the main thing. That's <laughs> what they were going for, you see. Because <laughs> it's actually based in Otara, so they didn't call it <laughs> OIT. Well, Oit is, Oit. is a... <laughs> I would, I'd probably study at Oit. <laughs> yeah. And I did some computing stuff there, but it wasn't really grabbing me. It was like all the the boring stuff, you know, web development. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Our web uh, developer listeners, uh, that those views don't represent this podcast. I can't remember half the classes I took, but um, yeah, sort of... Fell out of it after a while, and mm-hmm. then I drove forklifts. Good times. Man, you've been all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Almost killed someone with a pellet of soap. Um, okay. He would have died a clean death. Though. <laughs> That's an embarrassing way to go, I think. Yeah. How did crushed, this happen? Crushed in a pellet of soap. <laughs> well, you know, you first learn to drive a forklift, and they just kind of let you go at it. They're like, oh, he's driven it for 10 minutes. So I'll let him go. And you sort of zoom around, and, <laughs> you know, they stare, the brakes? they stare from the back, which is really hard to get used to. Oh, wow. You're like, ah, what's happening here? Mm. And we worked in this warehouse that was like five stories high, you know, and it was just like pallets of stuff that came in. Heavy thing, you know, a few tons. I don't know how much it weighs. I'm not good with weights, but anyway. Weighs as much as a pallet of soap. 
these forklifts, <laughs> the forks would extend and they'd go all the way up to the, you know, the top floor. Yeah. And when it's up there, it's going like back and forth. Oh, like, yeah. Teetering. You know, From and it's sort of like, <laughs> you've got to time it as, as it's wobbling back and forth. You've got to like what? press the forward button, you know, and like try and line the forks up with the two holes under the pellet. It's a quick time event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd done the last three just fine and maybe I was getting a bit too confident, but it's sort of way back and forth and I pressed forward at the wrong time and I hit the pallet so hard and it was a, yeah, a pallet of soap. Just like layers and layers of soaps, you know, there must have been like 10,000 soaps on this pallet and they just went backwards and it just fell. Oh, and there was this poor guy just like picking um, products from the shelf, you know, for delivery. And it just landed right next to him. Whoa! <laughs> Jesus! And I was I was freaking out. It was it was pretty scary. And was that your last day? I'm surprisingly not. They like wow. they you didn't like that guy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. The boss was like, ah, oh, I'm surprised it didn't happen earlier. Usually, uh, it happens pretty earlier for most other employees. Like, wow. well, most employees kill yeah. someone a little yeah. earlier. <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> got like three chances this place it was great <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> anyway um and then i became a postie riding a bike man you have been all wow. over the place i thought oh, that was it for sure yeah <laughs> this this isn't even the beginning but you, know, like, you did all these jobs for one how day how old were you at this point <laughs> 20 something 22 23 okay. um I'm not going to get into all the little wee jobs I did, um, <laughs> but I will say the worst one. Um, I packed dried tomatoes into jars mm-hmm. for eight hours a day. That's all I did. Like sun-dried tomatoes? Yep. Sun-dried in, tomatoes. In oil or were the jars empty? In, in the oil, yep. Ooh, so huh. you get the jar, yeah. put the jar in front of you, pick up the dried tomatoes, put them in the jar. Yeah. Get the oil, uh-huh. top up the oil to the top. Oh, you you did the oil too? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this screw is more advanced than I was picturing. Screw, <laughs> screw on the lid and then slap on the label and that's one of them done. And then you put it in the pallet. This was not automated? Yeah. No. Surely this, this is, is easily automated. We are in New Zealand here. <laughs> right, but I mean, this is, you a funnel does that job, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so th- this factory I worked for, I don't think they could afford to automate the sun-dried tomatoes part of it. They've automated everything else, but they were like, ah, oh, sun-dried tomatoes, whatever. We'll They're not some. on that high demand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so th- this was like eight hours a day. Of, wow. And that's all we did. And I went absolutely crazy. Understandably. Um, two weeks is all I lasted. Was uh-huh. Were there were there like old timers there that have been like I've been oh, here yeah. for fifty years? I've been packing tomatoes for five years. Yeah. I never got sick. Of it. Ah. Fingers permanently stained red. Oh, <laughs> oh man! All right. Yeah. Uh, any, anyway, so getting on to <laughs> <laughs> then. <laughs> so then I went and studied at Media Design School uh-huh. um, on Queen Street. Media Design School graduates, and I met the famous Blake Duan. Yep, good guy. I don't know where he is today. Um, <laughs> I heard he's doing good things though. He's he's lost. He's <laughs> lost to the world. He's yeah, fucking. yeah, and yes, did the course, um, qualified, got the job at Grinding Gears where I met Severn. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, and um, met Nick know, tonight. You didn't, to say, you didn't say good guy about Severn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, met him. Silence. Truth by omission. I still don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love him. He's a great guy. <laughs> Thanks, great guy. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, what? Papa 
Congratulations. <laughs> he's got a good smile. He's a, he's a cheery fella. Thanks, man. He's got cool glasses. Saw that wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rosy cheeks. <I> <laughs> a red nose. Um, yeah, and um, so Grinding Gears was cool. And back then it was like, there was only like seven or eight of us, right? Yeah, just like, in the one office. It was Chris, the main guy, and Jonathan, which I guess your listeners would have heard about by yep. now from you fellas. Um, Zavern, mm-hmm. um, me, Harry, who I'd never seen because he worked outside the office at the time. I oh, think wow. he works in the office now. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, He's his claim to fame, right? Employee number one. Yeah, which which I think Jonathan dispelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, D- really? D- Dylan was first, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and there was the guy Reese. I think he still works for you. Yeah, yeah. Reese um, still around. Who Eric, else is you're there? missing out on Eric. Oh, Eric, of course, Eric, Eric Olferson. What a good guy. Got some stories about him, but we're not gonna, we're oh, not gonna talk about those. <laughs> Took him to his first party in New Zealand. Let's just say that. Oh, was it the Vanguard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this was um, this is actually at Ash Street flat. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to embarrass him too much, so I'm not gonna say Please anything. Please do. More. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably get in trouble. Anyway, um, who else worked there? There was only a couple of others. It was real small. Uh, George might have been there. George. The other artist. I think not it was George the first. George No, no. Uh, his actual name is Yuri Yuri Slammer Slammer. Slammer. He's, from, he's from the. Uh, UK, uh, Yuri I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it's pronounced as well. Oh um. man, it's, it's, it's confusing. Well, yeah. Anyway, it was cool. It was like this quiet little office, mm-hmm. and you got to know everyone like on a personal level because there was, was only this, so few of us. Was this in Titarangi? Yeah, Titarangi. Right. Yeah. So this is because they they started off in the garage, right? And yeah. Then, yeah. I think. Harry was possibly even working in the garage at that Yeah, he said he was. I remember him telling me that he he had some garage stories. This is pretty dang early, (laughs) not garage early. Um, Yeah. Cool. So I don't know when you started there, Savone. But I remember when I started, you were already there. Mm -hmm. And they said they'd only been in the Titarangi office for maybe only six months or so. Wow. Not long. Yeah, when I got there, I think they had moved in the week before I got there. Well, yeah, it, was, wow. it was like that. Wow. So, fresh out of the garage. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and it was cool. Like like I said, you um, you got to know everyone on a real personal level. Mm-hmm. And we all went out to lunch together. And it was real cool. And like every Friday, we'd like, Chris would just buy all these magic cards, you know, like he'd just buy the new set. And he'd that just has buy, like, not changed. He'd buy like 600 packs. Yeah, and give us all like fifty packs each, and we'd just make the best deck we could, and we just oh that that part have doesn't it. happen. We just have it out <laughs> all Friday night. We just play each other and just you know like nice. It was, it was he still times. buys all the cards, oh, but cool. those those go straight to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's yeah, got... they were still his cards, but he right. he let us play with them. Oh, that's good cool. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we got another question from the Ninja Kiwi forums. From this one's from Joey Rainstorm. Oh yeah. Oh, I've heard of him, yeah. Some name recognition there. Shout out to Joey. That's right, Train Phoebe. You're not the only shout out today. Um, <laughs> can you give some elaborated views on what you enjoy doing in the Bloons Tower Defense 5 spinoff games, i.e. BTDB and BMC? I don't know what those are. Oh, BTDB is um, Bloons Tower Defense Battles. Okay. It's the um, uh, basically BTD5, but 
just the versus mode. Okay. Which I actually haven't played, which is really, really. Mm. Um, uh, you're fired. <laughs> you've not played it either. And I th- oh no, you made it. I made oh, sorry. it. <laughs> but he hasn't played it. <laughs> I was the sole programmer on that game. <laughs> That's your claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. So what did what what did you enjoy doing on when you made that by yourself? Apparently, uh, not a lot actually. No. <laughs> No, so I, I this is um, leaving grinding gears actually, following on from my previous story, mm-hmm. starting at. Oh no, that sorry. There's another company in the middle, but we'll go back to that later. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you prematurely. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. We need to move on with questions anyway. So I started at Ninja Kiwi, and they sat me down, and I'd only done a few Flash games before, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, we've, you know, we've got this game, uh, BTD Five, um, the tower defense game, you know." sit down for a day and play it and i was like oh cool and i got addicted like everyone does and complete all the maps and everything mm-hmm. like that but anyway yeah. the next day they were like okay so your job is to make this game but a versus mode you know like mm. pretty much all you do is battle someone else so i was like how's this gonna work you know they had preset balloon waves and stuff right and wouldn't it just be two people like ignoring each other, just building their own stuff on each side of the map kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Oh no, you can like send balloons and stuff and attack each other. And I was like, Oh, it sounds pretty cool. And yeah, so I got stuck in and yeah, about must've been like five months later, uh, BTD battles came out of that. Um, and it was on web first, mm-hmm. um, with my terrible, terrible, um, network coding, by the way, <laughs> it's my first ever multiplayer game. So, that's why uh, when some of you guys listening out there die and you don't see a balloon go over the end zone, it's uh, well, that's that's my program. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking your lives away magically. Woohoo! <laughs> Invisible balloons. Yeah. So, do you wear many hats at at Ninja Kiwi? Like as a programmer, literally, soul guy. Do you literally wear many hats. He's wearing one I'm right now. Hat right now. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. I mean, like, th- did you do everything for that game? Like, you don't have a special like a network guy. Or- yeah, um, back then, it was one programmer, one artist. That's how we made our games. Um, that's how Ninja Kiwi always worked, like, from the beginning. You know, like, Chris mm. and Steven, um, the two brothers that founded the company, They, one was the artist, one was a programmer, mm-hmm. and they were both designers, and they put the first games together with um, the first Balloons game being the one that took off, you know, mm-hmm. and made the company what it is today. And yeah, everyone they hired since it was the same, you know, one program, one artist, and we and we made games like that for about two or three years. Mm-hmm. And does the do the both the programmer and the artist like design the game, or is that or does the game already like yeah. kind of designed and you guys sort of take it over from there? It was it's half and half. Sometimes um, you'd get told this is the design outline, um, and you had a huge amount of input on how it actually came out being the sole artist and programmer. Yep. And other times it was like, okay, you two are together, make a game. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, good times, hey, yeah. <laughs> How much uh, freedom do you have to, like, put forward your own game ideas, like your own original IP? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they always are looking for people to put forward ideas, and they're really willing and accepting to, like, listen. And, That's you know, cool. Yeah. yeah, and take them on board. Um, like, I think at least three staff members have put th- through an idea that has actually gone to, 
like pass the a concept and nice. into production. production. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. It is cool. And even yeah. on games that you're working on, like everyone is allowed to say as well, which is really, really good. Um really quite cool to sort of be like, This isn't working or this is not feeling quite right and um actually being like listened to as well is quite quite neat. Was there a lot of crossover between teams back then? Like you'd have a, a programmer and an artist. Did you have like other people play the game and, and give you feedback or Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Everyone would be playing each other's games and being like, Oh, this is bad, this is good. Like Did, was anybody sure. ever like, Well let me jump in there and, and do something and um, Or was it more no, like not so much. It was like they gave you the direction and the advice and mm-hmm. they like, like they wouldn't come in and just like start right. programming it for you. I mean they had their own stuff to do. So they're know? not no one's like coming over looking <laughs> over your shoulder going, Well you're programming like that, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Need to press tab more. Um, more tab. You shouldn't go I plus F, it should be F plus D. Come on. <laughs> you need at least four more brackets. That's all I know about programming. It's all brackets. brackets. Yeah, it's like 90% brackets. And it's then, all brackets and if statements. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I was going to say if yeah. statements. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's 16. And equals. I see equals a lot. Yeah. Paula, um, did, did, sorry to interrupt. Paula, did you have the thing of like, as an artist, you kind of work on something, you get feedback and you kind of take it personally? Is that a thing that you had to get over? Yeah, yeah. I oh, think yeah. I think it's a thing that most artists have to get yeah, over. I definitely like had that early on. Yeah, like you're like, someone's like that foot looks weird and you're like oh my yeah, god this is my baby <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like it's beautiful baby, yeah. but in your yeah. case you had rendered a baby and it looked like a foot so. <laughs> it was a foot baby <laughs> but but no it's something you have to really quickly realize that you just have to put on your your big panties and just be like <laughs> i'm <laughs> always telling Severin he needs to put on his big panties yeah. <laughs> and just <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you have to get over it and realize that it's just, um, it helps you improve as an artist and it helps the game look better. And in the end, um, you're only going to get positive results out of changing things if they don't look right. Yeah, for sure. That that thing is like not getting emotionally invested in things that you're Mm. working on. Yeah, Yeah. definitely, definitely. I think you also kind of have to learn to filter out bad, (laughs) like like Mm. not... not, uh, not bad feedback, but feedback that's like not useful. You know, like if someone just comes up to you and goes, "Bro, that looks shit," then it's like that's not helpful that at is all. Not like, a critique. You need, yeah, you need to tell me more. Than, yeah, yeah, Why exactly. does it look like shit? Yeah, Cause yeah. because it's, it's a baby that looks like a foot. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes stuffed the, up on the briefing. Why does it look like a foot? <laughs> Sometimes the feedback isn't like what they're saying isn't what they actually mean as well. Yeah. Like they may say that foot looks weird, but that might just be because that the ankle joint or something is the part that's making it look weird. This, uh, this is based on no art experience here. Um, in game design, it's a lot easier to talk about. Someone says this isn't doing enough damage and it might just be because the sound effect is wrong or something, mm. you know? I have a question for you, Nick. Uh-huh. What do you do? I'm a game designer. Oh. Yeah, so um, at Grinding Gear, I do mostly, I've been mo- doing the unique items, a little bit of league stuff as well. I, d- I sort of led the design on last league and um lately i've been doing a lot of story stuff as well so i know oh, okay i know things he <laughs> if you listen Secret to the things. podcast yeah. Yeah, I know. yeah i've been really slack i'm gonna start listening now though <laughs> you just listen to your i really like this eli guy who keeps talking on your podcast you get him more of them. <laughs> um all right we have another question from kevin malone 
Where do you guys see Ninja Kiwi in five years? And do you think Ninja Kiwi will start uh, will still be in browser games, or do you think you'll move on to bigger and better things? Um, the browser games are going away. I think mm-hmm. um, we've pretty much already dropped them. We kind of use them to test right uh, our games now, see how well our concepts do, mm-hmm. and then everything goes to mobile, um, mobile iPhones. Uh, Android. And how um, is the mobile market at the moment? Fantastic. Really? Absolutely fantastic. Continual growth? It's it's never been stronger. Like everybody cool. has a phone in their pocket now. Right. And everyone has a smartphone that's capable of playing a balloons game. <laughs> but there's also more developers out there, right? So I feel like there's more competition for those phones. Yeah, I was gonna say, um but, apart from flooding, there can be a bit of sort of market flooding, but mm-hmm. with um Ninja Kiwi sort of already establishing a name for itself, it's um yeah. easier to sort of be seen because we've right. provided good games before. It's yeah. sort of people um, know and trust you. It's sort of like you've built up a brand. It's almost. a lot easier yeah. when the Bloons name has some recognition. So yeah. people will see that and go, oh, dope. I love Bloons. Yeah. Yeah. They'll specifically say dope, I think. It, it just worked <laughs> out so well for us that like the Flash games that we've been known and loved for making just went just, onto mobile just yeah. like that. It was just like click perfectly. Like, Mm. Just they just fit so perfectly. You know, you can't get those like AAA PS3 titles on on the mobile. Not yet. People, well, people have tried. It, <laughs> control is such a tricky thing on phone, though, right? Yeah. You can't do a good first person yeah. shooter on phone. I I'm yet to play a good first person shooter on phone. I keep trying. I don't know why I keep trying. It's like hitting my head against a brick wall. <laughs> yeah. Do your guys ha- games have many clones? Oh yes, there was this. Um, what was it called? <laughs> it was called like Popper. Pop a balloon or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> and then literally like copy and pasted Had some of our art as well. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's wow! Yeah. It was really really classy. Did you guys go after them for that? Um, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, we, they they, they go they, after and and sort of yeah. You've got to be trademarked, right? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, especially yeah. if they're just straight up. They give them pretty stern letters, and most of them take down their stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but it's a lot of like Chinese companies, especially. Oh, They'll yeah. just like bust out balloon games like crazy. Uh, I always think that's a sign of like mobile success if you've got a lot of clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Like Flappy Bird spawned it's trillions bad. of clones. Oh, for, oh, what was it called? Wow. Like Choppy Flap or something? They're like <laughs> Choppy <laughs> Flap. I don't one. know what that is. Oh, that, no, that's just Sounds like something copter, I'd eat. Isn't it? That's a, that's a second one. I like. Oh, was uh, it? Yeah, the same, yeah. Was it the same guy? Shitty oh, Bird was okay, good. Okay. You fly along and shat on cars. <laughs> what it was, was great. it called? Shitty Bird. Oh my gosh. I think it was Shitty Bird. Um, it's bad when the clone is better than your original game. <laughs> Man, there's yeah. talking, about, talking about Flappy Bird in the arcade um, across the road. There's a massive Flappy Bird arcade machine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh, no way. Just, we have to play it. And it's just like one button. It's one big glowing button that you just press. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> actually, like two dollars a game. Yeah, it's like two bucks uh-huh. a game. But even what? that, even that isn't actually Flappy Bird. It's a, cl- a Flappy Bird clone. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's called Flippy Bird. What? (laughs) I actually still have Flappy Bird on my phone. Yeah, I still got that. Because, yeah, when I downloaded it and then he was removing it from the site, and I was like, I'm never deleting this game. You saw people were selling phones with the APK on it? Yeah. Of money. So yeah, that was dumb. When I eventually sell my phone, I'm going to put that as a feature. (laughs) My phone, (laughs) I had it on there as well because for the same reason, I was like, I wonder if this will be worth something. (laughs) But then my phone died, and now I can't get anything off of it. So. You know, there goes that data investment. Um, we have another question from Kevin Malone. 
What is it like having two different offices around the globe? Uh, do you guys work together on stuff, or do you generally just do your own thing? Um, yeah, so you guys, do you want to Yeah, say- so we, we bought an office in Scotland maybe mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, two years ago now, and yeah, I mean, the boss guys go over there a lot and mm-hmm. like really get on with them and stuff, but the rest of us sort of like lackey types, just we sit in the office and we, we have no clue what goes on is over there. Is there any contact with them? Um, like at, at your, in not, your role? not a whole lot. Oh, I I do. I contact um, the artists and stuff over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Especially well, especially with um, we've sort of been getting into a bit more advertising stuff. Uh, can't really say too much, I don't think. But um, yeah. So, oh, contact cool. the the head art director over over in the Scotland office, and we're trying to sort of communicate more more and more with them because mm. it's easy to forget when they're. <laughs> it's <laughs> hard though because. They're bang on the opposite side of the world to us. So mm. when we're all at work, they're all like cozily asleep in their beds. Mm-hmm. And then when we're asleep in our beds, they're at work trying to contact us. Right. So any kind of conversation takes like a whole day to go back and forth. Sure. But um, on the other hand, as a company, you have 24-hour coverage basically. Right? Yeah. 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 So. Um, and they they handled originally more of the mobile stuff where we stayed with the... Um, the sort of the web and the flash games right but now both companies have gone pretty much just entirely mobile was that like a, a difficult transition to go from web to mobile not at all very easy oh there cool. was there were some teething issues with um trying to build a game in unity for the first time right and um sort of making sure that it's like i think we made it uh, we tested it a lot on web when we should have tested um, mainly on mobile. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of optimization um, things we learned. We learned from that. But you um, think the game's good, and then you actually get it on a phone, and it's it's not so fast. Yeah, I click a button, right. can't see text. Like right, especially with some of the so older small. the older like iPhones and stuff. Like they really really chug. <laughs> You're like, oh jeez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you guys first made the switch to um, mobile, did you focus? just on iPhones first or iPhones and Androids? Um, yeah, they, the they start on the iPhones, get mm. everything like sealed with Apple and stuff. And yeah. um, I think the the lowest iPhone we went for was iPhone 4. We didn't go any oh, yeah. lower than that. Huh. Um, and if it was working, you know, 60 FPS or whatever, 30 FPS for phones um, on the iPhone 4, then yeah, mm. you know it would be good for the rest. What um what Android devices do you guys test for? Because there's like a massive array. Yeah, of... that's why we don't start with Android because yeah. there's yeah. thousands of there's, them. There's so many more. Um, we it's really bad our like <laughs> testing department. It's just whoever's phone has a phone in the oh, office. <laughs> it's like, does it work on your phone? Yep. Does it work on your phone? Yep. Oh, sweet. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. But it's worked out so far. Who has the Who has the oldest phone? Is that? Oh, I don't um, know, actually. Oh, that's a good question. That would be like, man, if it works on this guy's phone, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> Nokia. It works on my, uh, Nokia yeah. It's a razor. <laughs> we don't have like one of those guys that hasn't like you know, gotten to the the new world, so to speak. Yeah. Like he's not holding on to his old Nokia or anything like that. Like unfortunately, because that would be really funny. But <laughs> no one being like, it does everything I need. Everyone's got like pretty much like. I think the oldest phone in the office is probably like only two years old, probably. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong, but yeah. Uh, Kevin Malone had a third question. A third question. 
What's your favorite thing about working at Ninja Kiwi? Um, oh, for me, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I really like uh, being in an environment with like really positive, creative people. Like it's it is really really rewarding, mm-hmm. um, and we're really lucky at um, Ninja Kiwi that um, everyone's got a, like everyone really gets on really well and it's a really really nice vibe and um it's sort of like a sort of extended family and um we play handball most days <laughs> a big, oh, a big yes. bunch of us including yep. the there bosses. is a handball rivalry yeah yeah, yeah yeah there is yeah we, this is one of the greatest upskilling. sports rivalries in history i, I don't think grinding <laughs> gears has ever beat us at handball Ooh. it's a throwdown. <laughs> Last time when we started winning, you I just left. <laughs> we left because we couldn't oh, get too dark. We got bored. Yeah, it did get dark. Yeah, it was dark also, and there were ducks. Uh, yeah, that's right. Office. We also ran the battery out on your, or your oh car, my car, right? Yeah. Trying to start the, the lights car. on, yeah. Good times. It was like, yeah, it was like street handball. Like, you pulled your car up and we were playing yeah. in the headlights, yeah. 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 We've got this, like, pristine handball court, you know, this beautiful, smooth concrete, and yeah. there's, like, absolutely measured out like squares and things like that and then we go play at grinding gears when they're in titarangi so it's like manky like car park yep. it's all like uh, the whole <laughs> yeah, thing's on like from the road so yeah. the guy at the bottom's like i'm getting too much ball man the guy at the top's like man i haven't touched a ball in like so many rounds. and also if you missed yeah. it if you missed it it went straight into the bushes it was yeah, like we well, had bushes that lost a few fight the ducks to there. get them you're like, you always Ew. had the random number generator going with the stones on yep. the car park the ball would just hit the stone at a certain angle and it would just go like oh god but that's how we play, man. Yeah. That's how we play. That's training cool. rule. Yeah. Pretty on board, son. Yeah. <laughs> we can't play on your straight, smooth surfaces. <laughs> Have you guys done uh, handball back up? No, we haven't. We, <gasps> we haven't. We've been too busy playing Sega games. Ah. Yeah. They don't yeah. have any room for it anymore. There's no car park to well, use. Well, really. we've got a better car park than we did at that old office. Um, but it's still like if, if we – there's like a river – and if, if the ball goes too far, it's going to go in a river. Yeah. The danger. <laughs> Just get danger. more balls. Yeah. But um, playing it inside seems to be the best. Like last, uh, what was it, Christmas party, you guys came by. Oh, yeah. yeah Is we, it still there? there? Is the court still no, there? No. It got, got taken down. Who took it down? <laughs> yeah. it, was pulled, uh, it was made a table. It was pulled up. Yeah, it was you pulled up. You didn't take it down. Yeah. The framework was like, <laughs> scaffolding. Those, was those 3D <laughs> handball <Yeah>. courts. <laughs> you were playing hollow handball. <laughs> so who took it? Who could take um, it down? Probably the office manager. Office oh, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Like, Damn you, Mike. Nobody's allowed to have fun. Yeah, no <laughs> fun here. What was, did Mike just get into the room? That was an amazing impression. <laughs> yeah. um, we actually have another a bunch of questions from Demo Gorgon, but we've already covered them. So I'm going to jump to this different question. I think Sorry, Demo. One of our uh, users, but we swapped out the word. Grinding gear games or the, for Ninja Kiwi. So <laughs> he's like, I don't care about Ninja Kiwi. <laughs> if Ninja Kiwi did not exist, what would each one of you be doing? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know, sitting on the doll, maybe. Oh. <laughs> no, you've done, no. But you've done so many jobs. Yeah, surely, I, there's I'm sure, I'm sure I'd find somewhere. You know, it's it's, it's like you don't really you think tried about it because you have dates a job. in jars. But other dried fruits. I mean, um, a better way to put that question would be like, if I lost my job today, what what would I go and oh. do? Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and forklift driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Packed tomatoes, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my calling. Deliver KFC on your forklift. <laughs> Combine the, the KFC on my posty bike while packing tomatoes. <laughs> driving a forklift. Now, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I would, I would probably... I may even look overseas and try to get mm-hmm. a programming job. I always wanted to work for Blizzard um, and also Valve. So mm-hmm. Yeah, Valve. Two of my huge goals. Um, but Ninja Kiwi turned out to be so super awesome. I don't see myself leaving there anytime soon. Yeah, and I'd just be doing something art-related, so basically. Whatever uh, sort of... Graffiti. Yeah, just just yeah. tagging cop just cars and up you the know. streets, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's uh, that's so me. Um. Is games the thing you really want to be in, or are you just fine doing art in you know for web design or, or something? Um, for me, basically, when I was about was it nine or ten or something, um, I watched a video um, about like how video games were made, and I was like you can do this for a job <laughs> and ever since then so yeah, ever since I've been about yeah, 9 or 10 or so I've wanted to really get into that sort of the interactive oh, cool. gaming and sort of building and especially environments I think that would sort of be my nice yeah I sort of fell into environments yeah 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 fall into environmental all the yeah. time. What he means is he, he falls over a lot last weekend man yeah. <laughs> he's not stable on the feet Blake uh, alright here's another question this is from another one of our users um what book, film, and or game had the strongest impact on you in terms of inspiration and is a big part of who you are today? Um, I am a, a massive Harry Potter nerd. Okay. Um, I grew up with with it when all the books were coming out and stuff. It was um, I'd be there like lining up, waiting to get the books and um, watching all the movies and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But, midnight um, releases. Yeah, yeah. Did they yeah. do midnight releases for books. They did. They did for the Harry Potter at books. I'm Borders sure, when they did a midnight release for Twilight. Yeah. That was pretty miserable. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd probably be the... And I mean, of course, like, The Hobbit was one that I read. Was mm-hmm. pro- I think it was one of my first, like, non-picture books I read. It was, like, straight into the... <laughs> straight into talking. That's, um, a, that's a tough one to yeah, jump into. <laughs> You're skipping some from... steps there. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I tried reading The Hobbit once, and... I think I got up to the dwar- the first Dwarven song, which is really <laughs> early on. It's like yeah. two pages Yeah, in. yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's boy. You don't, no, you don't need to read the song. You can just Well, that's it. the thing, right? If you're going to put a song in a book, just make it a poem. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would always just, like, <laughs> skip ode. the songs. Just, yeah I, yeah, I stopped there. I was like, you know what? I can't handle a, a song in a book. Oh, man. I, so I read The Dark Tower, and they do Hey Jude in the first. Yeah. Oh and yeah, that's an existing song, so I could sort of imagine yeah. the melody. But even now, I was like, "That's so much better audiobook because it's just someone singing Hey Jude." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're just describing the radio, Blake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we oh. um, I had uh, when I first sort of uh, sort of read The Hobbit. It was a uh, we had a uh, primary school teacher that read it to us as a class, mm-hmm. and she did like voices and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. And she basically nailed. Uh, Gollum. Oh my god! Like she sounded exactly wow. like Andy Circus. <laughs> oh my god! And this is and like moved twenty like him years too. before. <laughs> she, she she's like, it was bit. my idea first. Yeah. Dibs on it. That doesn't sound like Gollum at all. No, that was that was her normal voice. Oh, my idea first. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one sounds like right. <laughs> how about how about um, you? I missed the question. Uh, the, the question was: What book, film, and/or game had the strongest impact on 
on you and in terms of inspiration and as a big part of who you are today? Uh, film and or game. And or book. And or book. Yeah, like I've already said Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I've already, I've already it can it can be Final Fantasy Seven. We won't dock more points for that. Final Fantasy Seven then. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. I love Is that it, game. Was it was the, it was the, the first game that really um moved me emotionally, you know? Like it mm. wasn't just clicking buttons and seeing stuff on the screen anymore. It was mm-hmm. like You were tied I into I a felt story. Something, you know? I felt mm-hmm. the feelings of the characters and I felt the loss and Yeah, no, it's good. Um, is that what made you want to become a programmer? Um, that game? No. Um, I didn't actually know that anyone made games until I was like 26 years old. And then I was like, <laughs> you just wait thought they a appeared? minute. <laughs> I, yeah, I still thought they came out of the abyss, you know, mm-hmm. and they were just there. And like, and then I was like, wait a minute. Someone must make these things, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then within like six months, I was studying to do it. And never looked back it's been fantastic what a great career what made you choose programming over say art oh this is this is an interesting question um i was equally as good at programming and art like at a very very base level okay and i thought to myself well if i learn the art course learning programming on the side it's going to be a bit harder Mm -hmm. but if i do the programming course and learn that I can draw on the side. Easy peasy. <laughs> no worries. So that's that's pretty much how I made the decision. Yeah. Fair enough. Just a practicality thing. And did I ever get better than drawing stick figures? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but now you don't need to. That's right. I just generate some crazy like algorithms and it yeah, they, does it for me. Stick, stick figures, figures do themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got a question from uh, user the wretch, not from your forums. Um, I would like to know who some of the, f- the favorite artists are. I assume this is directed at artists. Um, could be concept artists in the industry or more fine arts related stuff. I don't care. Really but, um, committed to this. If one. you have a like favorite programmer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does that even is that even a thing? So uh, I guess the, the question is, who inspires you? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm um, an Alan Turing fan. <laughs> John John Cormack, who, who yeah. made all the Doom games and Wolfenstein, he is a freaking legend. He's pretty great. I love yeah. him. He's so good. He it's, is like a rock star. Yeah, his, his games just like re- revolutionized. Like, Every one that came out like was just something that no one had ever seen before. Have you, remember, have you read the uh, Master, Is it Masters of Doom? Yeah, the, the book. I have read you read that, that book? No, but I should. Dude, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's all about the rise of Doom and yeah. Mac and all that. I've heard it's really good. That's so why um, I'm hanging out for the next Doom. Doom 5, let's see what he does this time. Well, oh, Carmack's not there. Yeah, I don't think he's involved. He's there. <laughs> on top of that, that game... But he, he's um, on Oculus, man. That game looks terrible True. to me. <laughs> really? Yeah, that game looks like Steam okay, by the garbage. Wh- why? Why do you say that? Because you're getting taken out of the action all the time. How? Doom, I... Doom is meant to be a fast-paced... Uh, like you're moving through a, a map, it's and and it's meant to be scary. It's meant to you know lots of jump scares. You're yep. meant to be on your toes. And in this, you run up to a monster and you put a chainsaw on them, and there's like this custom animation okay. that you're not involved in. And then you move over to the next uh. enemy, and these it's like these dumb executions. Uh, I've I, never been a fan of like no. over the top gore in games. And Doom was never about over the top gore either. Doom was about like it was about the pace. terrifying visages and and moving quickly and not knowing what's around the next corner. It yeah. does look closer to 
Doom 1 and 2 than Doom. that last Doom. Doom, Doom 3? I thought Doom 3 was a fantastic-looking game. Well, look, no, visually, yes. But I mean, like, I mean, like... In terms of the art style? Yeah, yeah. Um, Completely different, yeah. Yeah, but, I can see where you're coming from with that. But I keep in mind, like, Doom, the gap between Doom 2 and Doom 3 was enormous. and at, That's true. But... The, like Doom, Doom Three used the whole shadows and jump scares like way too much. I thought, and the game was all about jump scares and and all that sort but of stuff. But it also this, had atmosphere, right? Yeah, mm. it, it did. But this game seems more like straight up just action. Like you're just shooting dudes, monsters, and you know, I don't think uh, we've seen enough of this game. I mean, yeah, I've seen mm. one because, trailer. <laughs> yeah, like based off what I've seen, it, it it looks like you're just shooting body parts off of monsters. Yeah, it seems to be the the theme. You're putting your hand inside their guts. It and, looked ugh. it looked fast paced to me, and mm. why I remember from the first Dooms, they were pretty fast paced. I don't like games where if I'm playing it and eating lunch at the same time, I have to stop one of them. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have to like take a. A mental detox after playing a game. I don't want to have to walk around outside and go, whew, Jesus. <laughs> Ugh, didn't want to see that. I don't want that to be my reaction okay. when I'm playing a game. Unless it's like it, it, important to the story. I don't like, I don't think unnecessary stupid kill stuff is, is yeah, in my I, wheelhouse. Yeah, from, well, I, I kind of agree. Like from that trailer I saw, the, the fatalities could get yes. annoying after a while where every, every time it's like, mm. oh, I have to wait a few seconds and then oh, I have to wait a few more seconds. It looked, the fun parts from what I saw from that trailer were when you're just shooting, dude, moving on to the next one, shooting another monster, moving yep. on to the next one. Yeah. But that's not, from what I could tell, there's going to be a lot of stupid pace-breaking things. Mm. Maybe I'll be wrong. Prove, prove me wrong, Bethesda. Prove me wrong. I don't know about you guys, but Doom 3 for me was like, yeah, at the start it was a bit slow, lots of jump scares and stuff like that, but getting into like level four, five, six, like oh, my hands never lift the keyboard. Yeah. And like the ah. sweat would drip off them and into the keyboard. <laughs> and like fry the keyboard. I had to get a oh. new keyboard. <laughs> like soggy keyboard. It was just like constant action. It was just like, yeah, the plasma gun. <laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe that's a thing because I never got that far. <laughs> like, I ran out of bullets over the shotgun. <laughs> and it was just like constant. And oh, like, man. You'd finally get that one dark hallway where there were no bad guys and you'd just be like wiping the sweat. It was great. I loved it. I loved it so much. And I hope the next Doom is just the same. Wow. Yeah. How did you feel about the flashlight? Oh, yeah. That was a bit of a pain. It was kind of like... Okay, I can see the guy, and now I have to shoot him. Yeah. Where did he go? I can't see him because I put my flashlight away. Mm. <laughs> Apparently, they fixed that in the um, the Steam Remastered Edition. Yeah, I heard that they did. They like strapped the that. Fl- flashlight onto mm. the armor. It's funny because that's definitely like a choice that they made, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was yeah. a design yeah. choice. Yeah. yeah, and one I think that was sort of they, they regret. It was cool at the time, and it was cool for a, mm. a while. Like you, as you're playing it. It does force you to make some interesting decisions, mm-hmm. and it makes it the atmosphere like you're mm-hmm. you are terrified to put your flashlight away. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that is like when you do that for four hours, you're just stressed out and yep. it's uncomfortable. Yeah. See, that was my experience of it, and it was cool when you got those. You go into a dark room, and um, it's kind of like a strobe effect because the, the flash right. of the gun, and you see like these monsters in sort of yeah. freeze frame for a little bit. It's kind of cool. It, that is cool, and yeah. and that was those were the highlights of the game. That mm. should what they should have done was at some point for whatever reason you lose the ability to hold a gun and a flashlight at the same time, mm. and you at towards the end of the game that's what like 
what it devolves into. That should have mm. been like the climax of the game. That should not have been the whole game. It sort of reminds me a bit of, um, I don't know if you guys have played Outlast. Oh, it's no, I've, I've heard of it though. Horror game. Yeah. You can't, but you can't actually fight back. But um, in some of the dark rooms, you can only see through your camera mm. and mm. your camera runs out of battery. Yep. So then it's like, it's sort of, yeah, makes interesting choices and you just run and scream basically is the, yeah. is, is the choice a lot that, of running a lot of screaming a lot yeah. of screaming hiding in, uh, was a weird design decision. yeah yeah <laughs> hiding in lockers it was yeah yeah <laughs> not doing a good job but um hiding fast enough no. some of those games are really good like that like amnesia like that yeah. right yeah. yeah hide hide in closets a lot of hiding in closets yeah. barring doors with tables and stuff i think sound plays really big into, oh, into yeah. whether or not that kind of style of game is good, you know. Amnesia is a game I, I never finished <laughs> because no. I got too scared. Wow! I am mad enough to admit that that game was too scary for me. Well, especially like yeah, I got to the part where the monster like this is in the first like five minutes where the monster just randomly appears behind you and then disappears. Like, oh, that yeah, is a random event as well. Oh, is it? So okay. no, it, that oh not, it doesn't happen. Oh. That only happened to me once as well. And I, I was like, oh yeah, that that was the point. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. Happened. I was I'm like, done. Right, I'm out. Cool. <laughs> I was like, I have experienced this game. That is fine. I'm Does it instant kill you, or is it, or do you no? Have, no, no. You, it just, it, you turn around and it's there, and then it's gone. Oh, uh, wow. do they I, have the audio ramp up as well? Like, how, how do they? Um, ad- I think it was. I think you hear a like, growl or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Screw um, that, man. Oh man, I know. So I, if you heard that, you'd be like, Third, I love it around. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh no, but it doesn't. First of all, you can't hear anything. It's only it's when you turn around. So you just turn around a room you've already cleared, and then it's like right there. So and the I was game, like, oh my God, this is so, so, so horrible. So after that, the game makes you afraid to turn your head. Yep. Wow. I think it's tied into the sanity level that you have. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. You have like, as you lose sanity, you have like bugs crawling across the screen. Oh, oh wow. Weird stuff starts happening. I've had that really game installed for like three years, and I haven't played it. Did you if, guys play it in the dark? With headphones yeah, on, I did. Mm-hmm. That is the that's best and only way to play. It. Yeah, that's why I the It didn't help that I had just moved like overseas and didn't know anybody. Oh my gosh! Basically alone. Call nine one one. Oh, it's not nine one one here. Uh, I don't know anybody I can call for help. Oh god! It's like Slenderman. Did it? Did everyone play the Slenderman game? I didn't. No, I, 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 I know of it though. No, it was it was pretty well, super basic and like. Um, but the sound effects was really, really what, what got you. Oh, yeah. Um, for some reason, I think we were playing, it was one of the last days at um, my course in my second year, I think. So someone was playing and I had the headphones on and it was like the most horrible experience to have no control and just be like, he's coming, he's coming. And you can hear like the <laughs> static of the um, of, of him when he gets closer and stuff. But yeah, it's that game I think sounds is, like static. That game I think is perfect for like VR. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I, I would I think Amnesia is the best argument for a VR game. Really. Probably that too, but, yeah. Um, I still think VR is stupid. <laughs> you can think it's just a fad. I do. It's like the internet. Well, I think I think I think for games, it's it's only suitable for a very narrow niche, and I I don't think it's gonna be like as successful. It's too expensive. It doesn't really yeah. add anything. It often detracts from well, your it's experience. Ex- it's expensive now. Yeah, that's, that's but. Mm-hmm. Because I'm really keen to get an Oculus, but I'm probably I'm not going to get the first generation. I'll, I'll wait till the next generation of Oculus. I think. Well, so they need people to buy the first generation I know. to afford to make the next generation. I know generation. it's kind of. I might be screwing myself and not buying one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm I am keen to like try that. Okay. There's just that. Yeah, it's just like there aren't really that many. 
games that would work super well with it. Um, yep. Rip, what's it called? Uh, There's a diving one. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Elite Dangerous is probably one of the best yeah. for, for VR, mm. I think. Because mm. it's just you're sitting in a cockpit and that's it. Mm. I, think, yeah. I think it's just such a young market right now. Like, um, you've just got to give it a chance. Like, when the technology gets there, when you've got these, like, gloves you can barely feel wearing, when the graphics look like your real life mm. eyes. So you and envision it's like a VR dollars scenario? Yep. Yeah, it's okay. only like $200 for the whole package, you know, uh-huh. on a Christmas sale or something. But that means you're only playing first-person games. Yeah, I suppose and that's, you're right. That's yeah. what bums me out. Because there's a, like, think of well, how many great games aren't first-person. You could no totally more, play strategy games. No more Final yeah. Fantasy VII. Unless you like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but mm. I mean, that's, it, it's, Games will be made specifically for it, and like you just won't right. won't play Final Fantasy VII That's what with it. It's, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you don't need to. It's fine. There's other games that it will be better in in VR. So I'm I'm buying like a, a an expensive peripheral. It's basically if the Guitar Hero guitar was six hundred dollars. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That it's no good if it's not compatible with everything. Right. As, yeah. But I'm saying that the games it is compatible with are going to be so great okay. that you're going to yeah. want to buy it. This, a lot this, of people bought Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah that, that peripheral is 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got They just have to like get the price down. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's a, it's so early. Okay, I'll probably prove them wrong, and when, if and when that happens, and, and with like a game like Final Fantasy, say like um, it's just about the UI designers taking a different approach to it, right? Like you could still play that game if they sort of said you were like a spirit that sort of hovered and followed these characters, right? And you were always looked on them from like, you know, up in the air sort of thing. And you could control them somehow. And you did this all in VR and you could sure. pull their arms or do whatever you <laughs> but need then, to do. Then, <laughs> but then what is, what is the VR adding at that point? Yeah, I suppose. Then um, you're just wearing yeah. a mask to play a normal game. You know, yeah. like I can yeah, already you, play a normal game without a mask. It's the immersion. <laughs> I just choose immersed. to wear a mask at the moment. You could like <laughs> that's a that's a thing for you could do like time. a full three sixty look yeah. around the world and be like, oh, that that's, that's one of my pet peeves. Is that is that it requires too much effort. When yeah. when I want to relax, play a game, I, I just want to sit on my couch. I don't want to step up, look around the room. I don't want to grab objects in three D space. <laughs> I don't want to, you is know, that, press I have, a, I have a counter to that. Wait. Wait. What if the next Grand Theft Auto had the... Uh, <laughs> You're an asshole, man. <laughs> I okay, here's, here's another I'll just have to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the setup time for when you when you play a game right now. You sit down on your computer or yeah. you sit down in front of your TV, you grab your controller, turn on the console, whatever. Mm-hmm. It takes about, you know, 30 seconds tops, right? Um, I don't want to have to put on my video game suit. I don't want to have to go stand in my video game room and move all the furniture, you know? I'm saying for certain games, you might want to do that. But in the future, your video, sure. game, suit, your video okay. game suit is going to put itself on you. Oh, oh that's that's yeah. horrifying. You yeah. step into an iron I'll man. I'll wake up with my video game suit on and I'll be like, I missed you. Have you seen the self parking chairs? The self parking oh, yeah. office what? chairs. No, I have seen what? They're Fantastic. amazing. I think Nissan, Nissan, yeah. Yeah, what? Nissan um, have created these self parking office chairs. You clap your hands and they push themselves in. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So the, future, the future is now, guys. Just 50 corporates get up from these chairs and just leave them stranded <laughs> oh about the room. God. One guy claps and all the chairs are like... That's, that's like taking out... In. That's taking out the most minimal effort. <laughs> yeah, I know. Can't even push yeah. your own chair in. Eh? Think of all the man seconds you, <laughs> you say. God. <laughs> then you need a machine that will do the clapping for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy world we live in, hey? There's there's people who have to walk 100 kilometers per day to find, you know, some water to live. Ten, and ten then there's case. other people that need to clap to yeah. have their chair placed under their desk who, for them. Who even thought of that? Who's sitting there going, man, life is great, but I'm so sick of all the time I'm, I'm wasting putting my chair back in. What we See, really need. You know what an awesome could, prank would be is that... W- you, you have a presentation and start clapping and these guys just shove into the table. <laughs> they should have had the chairs so you clap and it carries you to water. Oh, oh yeah. solves everything, Problem right? Solved. Wow. I'm over here. You know, if you want, I'm I'm, I'm ready to sell this idea. Email uh, frontseatquestions at gmail.com for more ideas about water chair. <laughs> Trademark. Um, so to to answer to to summarize. Doom, uh, John Carmack is your inspiration. Uh, how about yourself, Paul? What was the question again? <laughs> uh, who, who basically, who inspires you? Oh, oh gosh, I've got so many different artists. I mean, there's like a bunch of guys from Weta, like Greg Broadmoor and stuff like that. Um, ben Morrow, who apparently now is working for NASA, I found out the other day. He's a concept art? artist. For, um, for NASA? I don't know. Oh, he's marking up all those Mars. Yeah. Those fake moon photos. Oh, yeah. Those 3D renders of Mars real detailed. Yeah. For those images of Pluto we saw last year. Oh, Just yeah. Drawings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be easy. This is what Pluto would, would look like if yeah. we had a satellite. <laughs> yeah. Just a just a really really <laughs> seven year long prank. <laughs> I do want to say though, how cool is that? Like last year, for the first time, we got to see another planet, you know, close up and personal. Was I the only one sitting <laughs> on the edge of my seat? Hey, get into this, right? It's a dwarf dwarf planet, planetoid. It's it's a cool dwarf planet. <laughs> it is cool because you saw it in such detail, right? Like you don't amazing. see many yeah. planets in that much detail. I was like every Earth. day at my office, like not working for a couple of hours because I was waiting for like the new images of like. The, <laughs> oh really? Why do you like Pluto so much? <laughs> I, I think the landing on the asteroid was more of an achievement. Yeah, yeah, that was that also was really, really cool. cool. Also, it is crazy that we live in a time where like these are just common, kind of common things, right? Not yeah. common. Well, I mean, nah. maybe not common. <laughs> it was like the like, first time. I mean, it's not happening every every time, but people are just like, yeah, I thought those images of Pluto were better. Nah, landing on that asteroid is way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Arguing about it. Yeah, yeah, like if you met someone from the 50s I'm on over that asteroid. argument, they'd but, but, be like, what the hell yeah. picture are these people from? Yeah. The thing is, and you like, probably watch it on your phone. Yeah, yeah, via the internet. Yeah, that's why we live in such an exciting time because, like, back in the 60s, they had this, like, massive rocket race, right? The yeah. race to the moon and the race to the first outer space and all that stuff. And then suddenly it all just died off. Yeah. And no one cared anymore. It's like, ah, space, whatever, you know. Because like. they beat the Russians and that's all they Yeah, care. I was going to say, because yeah. it was basically like a, a wartime thing. Yeah, it was just yeah, like, it was, the reason it was a proxy for, then, for the Cold War. Basically. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. suddenly... Do you find this really weird that, like, America got to the moon... And then Russia just didn't even try to go to the moon. Well, so here's the thing: they had. Now we're getting into this conspiracy theory. Oh, no, 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 right? no, 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 no. They, they, they canceled their. <laughs> they may have run out of money, but I know yeah. they canceled their space program. Also, 
mainly because they had a whole bunch of fatalities. <laughs> oh, really? Ooh, yeah. Okay. yeah. They yeah. they used to do a lot of secret launches, and uh, a lot of astro- uh, cosmonauts uh, died, and they covered them all up. Mm. And wow. they, right. they, they released sad. details years and years afterwards, and there's like a, a memorial to the lost cosmonauts and stuff. Mm. But um, so they basically gave up on the on the moon race uh, years before the U.S. landed because they had a, so many fatalities. Like mm. so many, like ten. Uh, I don't. I don't have. I don't. I don't know, man. I'm not because. Okay, <laughs> that's why they should have used more monkeys. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I endorse Aww. using monkeys. <laughs> but how do they? Like, how do they? How do they? <laughs> Can they work a control panel? <laughs> just bananas. <laughs> just banana shaped levers. <laughs> banana shaped uh, levers. The do. monkey is eating the control panel. <laughs> I was like the first dog they sent into space. Um, it's like all. That's such a really sad story. Like Leica, the yeah, dog. Leica. They found found her on the street, like fed her up and everything like that, and then they just sent her from to space. Like, That's funny. I didn't realize that. I thought it was like some sort of specially trained. I'm no, pretty, didn't, didn't <laughs> Leica return to that dog? That's no. strange. Oh, I'm right pretty sure Leica the, returned. I wasn't Russia's alive NASA though. I'm pretty sure she yeah. she died because she overheated. <laughs> yeah. I think. I've actually mm. heard the name the other day, but, but I maybe right. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I'm probably just. I'm not up to date on my Leica history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to check my Leica feed later. Uh, have you seen the YouTube video of the cats in space? That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because you know yeah, how yeah. cats always want to land the right way up? Yes. They don't know which way is the right way up, and it's just hilarious. Yeah, it's in, it's in one of those vomit comets. They do, like, a simulated uh, zero-g freefall thing, and, and yeah. they're spin- basically corkscrewing through empty <laughs> space and then grabbing onto rope and, like, <laughs> flipping out, and they're all tensed up. <laughs> It's Had fantastic. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's basically all the questions we have. Um, so I want to thank you guys for coming in. Oh, wait. We've got to hear Eli's story. Oh, oh, yes. Oh. So Eli. <laughs> oh, my story. To, to, let's, After Grinding Gear. You, you had just left Grinding Gear. Mm, you didn't get around to the reason I left Grinding Gear. Did you kill someone? No. I don't think I've heard this. Is that? That's another story. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, so Grinding Gear actually ran out of money when I was working there. They oh, didn't wow. have enough money to pay me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were working for Peanuts back then anyway. Um, because it was all funded like by Chris's own personal like yeah, uh, and, balance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, they hired like two of us around about the same time and they decided to keep him over me. And so I got let go and stuff like that. And then like two weeks later, the other guy's like, yeah, I don't really like it here. And he left anyway. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so that was like a kick in the teeth. God. But anyway, I got a phone call from uh, Luke Tahira that Blake would know very yep. well. I know Luke. And he's like, hey, you want a job? I was like, yep. And uh, so I moved down to Christchurch and mm. started working for a company called Cerebral Fix that used to be, uh, get this, um, an internet cafe. Okay. Turn games company, right? How cool is that? Wow. Just, you guys spend a lot of time in here. How about you do something productive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was awesome, and like Crusher, it was was absolutely fantastic. The the staff there were amazing. Like made so many good friends. Um, like all the companies I've worked, actually, like everyone has been super cool. I, um, I had a chance to go down to Stickman there one time, and the drinking games were through the roof, man. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was a hard it life. Was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much food this was like a is it tradition like a friday afternoon your yep. boss would just like go out and buy all this food and just 
Yeah. Get everyone smashed. <laughs> get everyone smashed. Yeah. Like on the job interview, it was like, can you program? Can you draw? Can you drink? <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. It was fantastic. Um, what an amazing company to work for. But then the Christchurch earthquakes. I don't know how much you've talked about those, if at all. I don't think I we have. No, we haven't even mentioned When them. are they, 2013? Um, first one was September 2011. And then I think the big one, February 2012. Oh, wow. They had another big one just like last week, I think. Yeah, just recently. Mm. Like, scary mm. stuff. And I'm going down there. For the coming weekend. Oh man! There, so. Good luck, man. So you're saying it's your fault? <laughs> Good luck. This one getting is it? You're the connecting point between all of these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's scary, huh? <laughs> I gotta stop uh, going down to Christchurch. <laughs> so anyway, earthquakes um, happened. Yeah, and so we were in the office, and we were right in town, mm-hmm. um, like where most typical game company offices are, right in the center of town, and. Yeah, like, it, it came on as, like, another aftershock, like any other aftershock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at this point, we were, like, loving them, right? The aftershocks were, like, fun parties. Like, yeah, yeah, the aftershocks. Because they're so frequent. It, it was, was just so you were used to Yeah. Wow. And the, the September quake had been nothing. You know, there were no fatalities. Um, it was, like, way in the middle of a farm somewhere. and It was, like, a, a real sort of rolling earthquake. And, uh, I think at the time, wasn't there like earthquakes in South America, or there, there was another massive earthquake that was happened? It ha- Haiti. There was I think Haiti oh, might have been at recently. Yeah. There was one at in Japan. Time, Japan like, happened, happened just, like, like a couple three weeks after. Weeks, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, the massive tsunami that took out the Fukushima. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh yeah. man. So it's all like connected, right? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. well, it's all that same like Pacific plate. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. Um, scariest day of my life. Um. Thought I was going to die and stuff like that. Um, one of the you? offices in, like, on our floor, one of the rooms, the floor actually fell away. Whoa. Whoa. Entirely. And did, fortunately, did... no one was in there, but they had a meeting, like, literally two minutes before. Jeez. And the whole room was full. Sheesh. And it was just, like, just, like, luck at the stars or something. Um, and, yeah, like, the staircase was all wrecked and, like, we were trying to get out and everyone's just panicking and... And we all like went to the square in the city and we saw like the main cathedral there had just like been destroyed. And this was wow. like the the icon of Christchurch, mm-hmm. you know, this like huge cathedral. And it was just like such a sad day. But um, I wouldn't get too much into that on the stream. Anyway, <laughs> went back to my house and it had fallen over. <laughs> Everything I had owned and stuff was just like sitting in this pile of rubble, including my lovely Honda Civic, which was now as flat as a pancake. Wow. It was about two inches thick. Oh, my God. And there was a few tears shed that day. Lots of drinking was done. Uh, <laughs> lots of the... The booze was miraculously fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was actually funny. We went to the boss's house because he lived close by to where we were, and he was still at the office in town. And we actually each stole $50 from his wallet because we were like, this is like apocalyptic times, man. We need to survive. <laughs> the so looting has started. We, started lo- we, uh, we never told him this, but we, we, <laughs> well, wow. now, now you we know. each looted 50 bucks from his wallet. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess like, it, that's only fair because like, 
the, I bet the ATMs were not working and oh, banks nothing. were probably closed. And so, yeah, like the South End network wasn't working. Yeah. The uh, ATMs not working. Like your card was worth nothing anymore. Yeah. It was like cash only. Um, like I had no house to live in like a lot of other people. But if you did have a house to live in, the water wasn't running. Oh. And the electricity wasn't going. Yeah. So you couldn't turn on the news and see what's happening. You couldn't like, um, you know, wash your hands. You know, you need to take a dumper. Like, what do you do after that? It, yeah. it got messy. <laughs> Some leaves, I guess. <laughs> it was like within that 15 seconds of that quake, we got put back into the Stone Age. You know, mm. like nothing mattered. The internet didn't matter. Games didn't matter. Nothing mattered anymore. It was like, now we've got to like bathe in the river and like grow our own potatoes, yeah. man. So, <laughs> how did, so your, your house was flattened. How did you like eat and where, where did you stay for like the next few days? Um, so they had this like huge emergency like, camp in this park that they'd set up and we all went there and we actually found a couple of other guys we worked with and their house wasn't so bad off oh yeah the good dudes let us like stay with them for the next couple of weeks you'd be a jerk if you didn't let anybody stay in your (laughs) house right no i've got a spare bed but yeah i got my own generator Um, (laughs) i like to keep stuff on that bed (laughs) i don't want to move my stuff (laughs) it's a lot of work yeah we all crashed there and um you know we'd go to the river and collect water in pots wow. and like light fires to like boil it and yep. stuff like that to have drinking water it's amazing and my undies went every which way oh. i had inside backwards <laughs> yeah. upside down left right <laughs> see you never have to wash them doing the neck because i had the one pair of undies the one shirt i was wearing that yeah, day just, just one what you're wearing that day right yeah. it was like the walking dead the clothes that happened oh, when man. the apocalypse started and all the zombies started coming it was all i had oh, wow. to wear it was did, crazy. did you forage for food <laughs> you had to like sharpen a stick yeah <laughs> fortunately we had the like stolen the cash in, like, <laughs> oh yeah you had 50 all of cash eat first <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so what a time wow um i think weren't you telling me earlier one of your because your guy's house was like uh cordoned off like you couldn't enter it after like you know the rescue services or whatever came in yeah um yeah. but when you're saying one of your flatmates or maybe or you as well like snuck in there to grab some stuff and then yeah so so the army had cordoned off the whole central city because it was too dangerous right um because they're all fall, falling or potentially falling buildings they had like red zones and, and they had all the tanks you know blocking all the main roads and soldiers patrolling these temporary fences it set up and uh Two of the guys um, me and Blake studied with. Maybe I shouldn't put any names on here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're having a few drinks at this party and they were like, screw it. We're going to get our stuff. And they like snuck past the army soldiers, past the tanks, (laughs) over the fences, went into this like crumble down house that was like half fallen over like a pack of cards Um, and got all their things, you know, grabbed their PlayStations, their TVs, their games, like, you know. All their hard drives, you know, all the important stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff worth risking your life for. Stuff worth risking your life for. And, like, um, yeah, got out. And, yeah. Weren't you saying that, like, a few days later, the house fully collapsed as well? Yeah, yeah. Two days later, the house fully collapsed. Like, because it was sort of like, it's like a, it was like, it went straight up and down. Um, I know the people listening can't hear this. Vertical. Can't see the visuals. It's I'll a building. Describe. Yeah, it, it's He's holding his hand <laughs> vertically. Most, most people will. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, on the bottom level. Was all garages, so all that was holding it up was like the vertical walls of each of the garages. So mm. it literally fell over sideways like a pack of cards. 
and it went on like a 45 degree angle and sat like that for a number of months and then yeah two days later after they went in and got their stuff it just completely fell down mm. like dead flat so it was like actually dangerous to yeah. go in there it yeah. wasn't just yeah. there was yeah. a reason they weren't fucking around those yeah. were load bearing games if they had just left them in there they would have been fine the gears of war was probably yeah. on this whole building um I, w- I was in the LA earthquakes in 1994 um and my earthquake story is that I slept through it yeah uh, oh. so <laughs> I, I woke up and my mom woke us up um and took us outside and i remember walking through the hallway with like all of the cupboard stuff uh, everything everything's all over the floor i'm like mom are you cleaning it's like three in the morning <laughs> and the first thing i thought like, she must be cleaning because this is what happens when she cleans this stuff goes everywhere <laughs> and then i slept outside that night god there was an earthquake mm, maybe 10 13 years ago in auckland Mm-hmm. close to Auckland no way and it was like I, I was up at the time it was like maybe 10 o'clock at night and it, it I don't know if you know the the sensation of like a huge truck going past your house and mm. you can kind of feel like yeah. the the, yeah. the vibration mm-hmm. it was like that and I was I grew up in the country so I was used to large trucks going by and I was just like oh a big truck went by and I was like wait a minute this is like Auckland Central. There's no giant cattle trucks going by. <laughs> and then uh, the next day on the news, it was like, it turned out there was an earthquake, like reasonably kind of, like a very small one, but, you know, reasonably close to Auckland. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. You should come down to Christchurch. <laughs> so many cattle trucks going by in Christchurch. <laughs> After that recent um, quake, which is the third biggest one in the series, Whoa. the whole set of aftershocks has started up again. Oh, no. Um, Severn knows what I'm talking about. Aftershocks? You felt some of them when you came down? Oh, yeah. The first time? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, it was weird because it was it was new to us and we were really surprised and you guys were just like, it was, it was yeah. just a normal thing. Yeah. <laughs> do you get to the point where you don't notice them? Or do you... Oh, you always notice them. Yeah. But, like, you don't panic or get scared or, like, run for the table or anything. You kind of like learn that. which ones are, are ones you should worry about. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's it's like that thing where you feel an earthquake, but you don't know whether to fully panic or oh, <laughs> you right. do not. Yeah, you just, you, there's a moment of like, do I move? Do I go outside? Yeah, eh, this is fine. It's over. <laughs> yeah. well, you were saying too, when that big one hit, you were in the office and you were used to the aftershocks and it was just like aftershock party. How yeah. long into that earthquake did you realize, oh, this is bad a little party. more serious. Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> this yeah. is bad. So it would have been like maybe four or five seconds in. Oh, yeah. When my monitor decided to jump about two feet in the air oh. off my desk, that I was like, well, maybe this is a bit more than yeah. your typical aftershock. And then just the whole world just became this just big dust cloud because everything just launched in the air. Everyone hit the ground because you couldn't stand. Oh, yeah. Couldn't wow. sit. Like, all our computer chairs just got whipped up underneath us and flew away. Needed those clapping chairs to just <laughs> go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All I yeah. remember thinking is, get under the disc, get under the disc. Like, wow, wow, wow. And then I was, like, thinking about all the people I loved and who's going to oh, miss man. me and oh, stuff like God. that. And I was like, this could be, like, my last thoughts on this yeah. earth, you know. I was like, whoa, it's, like, freaky. And then after that, I was like, man, I've got to put my shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> so I started putting my shoes yeah. on because I was like, if I do survive, I'm going to need to run out of here real yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. Broken glass everywhere as well. Mm, after crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, it's intense. <laughs> yeah. Experience I'll never forget. That's yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
And then what happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> is that is that when you moved to what? Yeah, some so point? Our, our office, obviously, the building was um, beyond repair, and we had to move. And we moved out towards the airport where the earthquake hadn't hit as bad. And we were in this giant warehouse, which reminds me of where I used to drive forklifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where you almost killed a guy. Where you almost killed yeah. a guy, yep. And, um, yeah, so there were the people driving forklifts in this place. Sure, was, trying to kill people. It was like this big, <laughs> Get them inside, big yeah. open warehouse and it was really cold and it, winter had hit by this point and it was just freezing and we've got this little games company in, in the corner of oh, this thing. Uh-huh. Like, giant warehouse and we're just all miserable and there's nothing to do there's no movie theaters to go to there's no clubs to go to mm-hmm. there's like barely running water in most places and i was just like i'm done and um then a friend of mine who i also studied with was like ring ring hey man you want a job i was like <laughs> yeah sweet <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh that's the story of how i got the job at ninja kiwi yeah moved up to auckland and yeah, and they lived history. happily ever after. Lived happily after. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, this yeah. has been Earthquake Cast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I want to thank you guys for for coming in and having a podcast with us. Thanks uh, for having us. It's been fantastic. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. It's if, been a long time you, coming. Severn <laughs> <laughs> so actually, uh, he mentions us in the very first podcast you did, and he said, oh, we might have um, Eli and Paula come <laughs> yeah. along oh, like man. next week. And yeah. Episode 32, <laughs> one year later. Um, if you out there want to send us a question, if you want to ask us a question, you can email us, frontseatquestions at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at frontseatcast, uh, or hit, up, hit us up on our Facebook page, front, facebook.com slash frontseatcast. Uh, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Everyone happy and comfortable. Take your beer sips. Make it real close to the microphone. Enjoy that later, Blake. <laughs> <laughs>